Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm in Kentucky with Dwayne and Betty Lewis at their farm in Mount Vernon, Kentucky. How are you doing there, Dwayne? Not bad at all, Coach. Good to see you again. Oh, how about you, Betty? I'm doing great. Well, you've been a gracious host here, and I enjoy being here uh, this, this past week on your farm. Uh, Dwayne, can you tell us a little bit about your farm? Uh, I know you, I think you got it about, uh, about 12 years ago or so? No, actually, we bought the farm in 2009, so we've, we've actually owned the farm uh, seven years now. Okay, all right. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you have here, as far as acreage and land, and uh, I know you have some waterfalls here. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty unique piece of property for uh, the Rockcastle County area of uh, Kentucky. Uh, it's 165 acres, uh, we have uh, five distinct waterfalls on the property. We have a, three cliff caves on the property. You know, in the pastures we brought back, it used to be an old uh, cattle farm and milk dairy farm and everything years and years ago. So we had, it took us a long time to clear the pastures out and get them fenced back in and, and everything. So it's, it's been a job. Uh, farming usually is, but uh, we're, we're doing really well with it. Well, that's great. And I know you have some land here that you're planting. You've already planted for some hemp. How many acres do you plant? did you plant this year on your farm here? On my farm here, we actually didn't plant any acreage on our farm. I planted three acres on my neighbor's farm. Okay. He, has, he has better grow sites than we do. We're, we're on the side of a mountain. So we had an arrangement with our neighbor, who's also a very dear and close friend, Dennis Elliott. And, and planted three acres over on his, his land right next door. Oh, that's great. So, Betty, what do you do, actually? Tell us about that. Down here, I actually teach conservation education for Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. And um, basically what that means is I go into fourth, fifth, and sixth grades in this area and teach them how to make use of and take good care of being good stewards of the habitat, and the animals that make use of that from the bottom of the food chain to the top. Oh, well, that's great. Do you have a, a camp for, for those kids in the summertime? Tell us about that. We do. Fish and Wildlife has three residential camps that we utilize to bring kids um, for a week-long experience um, into each one of the three different regions of Kentucky where we get to expand their knowledge of conservation a little bit by actually letting them fish, swim, boat, canoe, shoot rifles and shotguns and archery and learn outdoor survival and nature skills. So they actually take what we teach them in the classroom and practice it outside for a whole week long and sleep there while they're there. Okay. 
I know you both plant industrial hemp and you have some plans for that. Betty, what, what do you do as far as the hemp? I know that I helped you guys here on Monday to pull some industrial hemp. And what do you do to contribute? I like to be part of every single portion of it. I do everything from driving the tractors to um, putting the seeds in the ground to hand sowing seed, pulling plants. Um, I actually have been helping strip the hemp as well turn it over and practice last night putting some of it through screens to break it down to the powder that we're going to use. So I like to have a hands-on part of every single bit of it, but my job in the summer does limit how much of a hand I can have. Okay. So Dwayne, tell us about the hemp and what your plans are in the future. I know that you've uh, har- we've harvested how many acres right now? Uh, right now, currently, we've harvested four acres of uh, industrial hemp, and plans for the future are diversified. Uh, right now, currently, we're growing for uh, my partner, uh, Joe Brown, who runs Bluegrass Natural Remedies out of Michigan, and he's utilizing the product for food and salves and bombs. But in the future, we're going to expand our operation to include uh, the fiber industry. Um, okay. So we're looking to expand into that a little bit next year for 2017. Okay, well that sounds great. So Dwayne, uh, tell us about the plans this year from from last year. I know that you're going to be processing uh, plants this year yourself and also for your partner up in Michigan. But tell us about that and what, what are your plans? Well, it's not really my plans. It's my partner's plans. And uh, we plan on processing it over in Jackson County. There is a uh, facility that's all certified, and we have reserved the hours and the use of that facility for us to process what we've grown this year over at that facility. I see. And last year you processed most of the stuff outside the uh, uh Yes, we did. Yes, we. it was all processed up in Michigan at my partner's plant up there. However, we wanted to make use of Kentucky's facilities that have been installed and in use now so that we can use the uh, Kentucky Proud label uh, with our products because it's grown here, be manufactured here, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Okay. So uh, you have a label that you're going to be using for some products that you might be uh Uh, producing in the future? We do. We actually have uh, developed a really nice looking label for patriotic hemp that um, our our company that we're working under had developed with our business partner and work under and uh, we really we like the new look. We like um, being able to use that and we're really proud of being able to bring some of the processing down here to Kentucky so that we can add both those labels. Okay, well, great. So it's Patriotic Hemp is one of your... That's now, correct. what's the name of your farm here? It's Turner Mountain Ranch is the name of the farm. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you have Patriotic Hemp. Um, when, when you do the... When you get a permit from Kentucky Department of Agriculture, they ask that you become Appalachia Proud, Kentucky Proud, and what is the other one? Um, well, I'm home, home, home by, by Heroes. Heroes. So that you can... Um, make use of products, the things they have available as well. Okay. Um, Duane is certified in all of those as well as a certified food handler. Oh, okay. 
So it looks like you guys are going to be coming out maybe uh, for, some, for some products yourself. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit without giving too much away? Well, we really don't want to give a lot away, but, you know, we're looking at a few really exciting options in, in the, the fiber industry. We're looking at a, a couple of different options in the food industry as okay. well. And All right. um, some of that is going to take a little time because the Department of Agriculture is being a little cautious on what they want to have put out there for food while the research project is, is still going on. But I believe... Um, Things are about to start changing in, in the hemp industry as the research project project gets older and more people start using their project their product for different things, the awareness is starting to be better. So that they're feeling a little bit safer in what they'll let people do. Okay. You have how many acres here? We have hundred and sixty five acres here. Okay. Now tell us, uh, I, I remember riding with you and uh, the other day we went out and we was, uh, I, actually I, I, I pulled some hemp one day and then I actually went out and we did some hunting for some mushrooms, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Have a, a heck of a nice time, too. Yeah, and uh, so what kind of mushrooms did we get now? Well, we were harvesting chanterelles. They, they normally come up uh, toward the end of July and all through the month of August. You can find them in the woods. They're highly edible and delicious mushroom. Yes, I can attest to that because Betty actually did the, the cooking with the we had mushrooms and onions. Yeah. yeah. Um, chanterelles are, are probably my favorite. A lot of people around here go for what they call the dryland fish, which is the morel mushroom. And a lot of people don't know a lot about hunting for the chanterelles or a couple of the other different species. But for me, even though the morels are wonderful and I do like them, um, you can't beat a chanterelle cooked in a little bit of coconut oil with some onion. And uh, just, oh. it stays really nice and meaty and has a good flavor to it. It certainly does. And it's a good source of protein, too, so. Oh, yeah, and it was really very delicious last night. It was yeah. a great meal. So I want to thank you for that. And also, too, I know that you, uh, you actually built a pond. <laughs> and this is really cool. So tell us about the pond, Eric. Yeah, right. yeah. The pond was uh, kind of an offshoot idea that I had when we first bought the place. Uh, we had a couple of small farm ponds on the property, but I wanted something a little bigger that we could swim in and stock with fish, and that the family and grandkids and friends could all come in and enjoy. So I found a location, and I used a little dowsing rod and uh, uh, found that there was water in the area that I wanted to build the pond. And it was probably about the best $5,000 I ever spent to have the pond done. I do believe that. Oh, it, it's a really cool place. You have a, I know you have a dock down there that you can walk out on and then go into the water and a uh, place to just hang out. It's about, a, what, an acre or so? Yeah, we have a little bit, maybe a little, just a hair over an acre pond. Wow. It's That's... plenty deep, and the water stays really cold. And one of our biggest goals for that is, you know, we take kids fishing all the time, and we mm -hmm. take kids swimming. But a lot of times, where you, wherever you go, it's, it's um, catch and release only. And, and it was important to me to teach the kids that they can go out and catch fish and eat their own fish that they catch instead of just going to the supermarket and buying fish. Mm -hmm. I want them to learn that they can provide their own food 
whether it be plant, animal, or mineral. They can find their own mushrooms in the woods. They can catch their own fish from the water, plant their own vegetables in the garden, and, and uh, provide for themselves that way. So it was a good opportunity to give them a really nice place to swim and float and have a good time, but also learn that not everything they put in their body has to come from a grocery store. Oh, yeah. So this is some uh, really beautiful property down in the valleys. Uh, you have the waterfalls. I mean, hiking areas all over the place. I love it here. So next year, you have agreements with the farm, a few farmers around here, and you're going to be planting some more uh, different variety, I bet, huh? Yeah, I think we're going to be uh, switching the variety so that we can accommodate not only our partner up in Michigan, but uh, the fiber industry as well. So I think we're going to look at a, at a different variety to, to plant next year. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at several different ones and haven't settled on a single variety yet. We'll see what happens for the following year. We're still in the planting stages. Oh, yeah. This year is not over. No, it's not. <laughs> and In fact, uh, you're planning on planting another crop? We Second are. Crop. Right. We are. We we discovered last year quite by accident that um, the variety that we're planting does better when it's a little colder and a little later in the year or a little earlier in the year. Um, because it's a Canadian strain, it does well in the colder weather. So after having a complete flop for a harvest, first harvest last year, having seed left in the bag, we decided to just try to put it out and let it grow and see what we got and it did very well in a very short amount of time so we built that into our plan this year to be able to give um, one of our farmers a, a, a bumper crop. Okay and so you have uh, one more acre or so to, to uh, harvest and then you're going to start planting your second crop, correct? Correct. That's we'll, correct. We'll start planting almost in, in conjunction with harvesting. We'll okay. finish harvesting tomorrow and then Sunday or Monday whenever the weather clears get ready to plant again there you go all right well that's great it's really a pleasure and thank you very much for uh, having me stay here in your uh, new cabin over here I know you're the first guest in that cabin so it's it's really nice thank you very much well it's been our pleasure coach to have you here and, and enjoyed your company very much and glad to have you back anytime okay well great any last comments well, George Washington once said, take advantage of the Native American seed and sow it everywhere. So, amen to George Washington and <laughs> sowing industrial hemp everywhere. Okay. Uh, Betty, what about you? Give us the last comment. My last comment would be, um, whatever we do with this industrial hemp nationally or even just in Kentucky, remember the small farmer. Remember yes. to make it available to the small farmer who really does just want to go out and throw the seed on the ground and pull it out by hand and not have to buy that $250,000 piece of equipment. Keep the small farmer in the loop. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you very much for being on the IHAP Revolution podcast, both of you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you, Coach. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, 
and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.